We are live, Michael. <laughs> Hi, this is Michael Waits, and welcome back to me being alive on e-commerce <laughs> on the cover. I'm always trying to find some way to make Martin laugh. It's pretty hard to do, but I think I did it again today. It's very hard I'm to make joined as always. Yeah, exactly. I'm joined as always by Martin Ronford. Martin, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome, Michael. Thank you very much. What about you? I am on fire. That's why I'm wearing this red polo shirt. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> you know, Martin, I consider myself like a really positive person. Mm -hmm. I think I have a positive outlook. I think I'm maybe like an unnecessarily optimistic mm -hmm. to a certain extent. I think we share that in common, actually. I think we do, Michael. Yeah. So talking about something that people don't want is going to sound negative. But I think that... I think that people don't want drones delivering products to their house. Mm -hmm. And I think we see it playing out. So a few years ago, delivery drones for e-commerce were all the rage. Companies like Amazon were testing, dropping packages in your backyard, which, you know, that works if you live in sort of an outlier suburb or exurb in the United States. But it definitely doesn't work if you're on like the 15th floor of a condominium in Manhattan or in Bangkok. Mm -hmm. So I'm still not sure whether they were doing this just to get the attention that they knew would come from saying they were going to do drone deliveries. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think? I think that's that's interesting. I I never thought about this in the way of getting some attention, you know, and, and buying some PR, let's say. <laughs> it's Jeff Bezos, though. I mean, yeah, that's true. all they do is try to get attention, right? True, true, true. But I think, um, I think, yeah. Let's 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 talk about the logistics side and 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 what happened on this side and exactly. what what the innovation that uh, we saw coming or we saw not coming, basically. Like, right, right, right. That's a much better idea. Like the like like the drones. What 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 you what you say? I think that's a very interesting topic because, yeah, we saw that everywhere, and it seems like a good idea because. To me, like the idea of having a robot that can deliver stuff for you, you don't have to pay for a delivery guy, you don't have to pay for truck, for gas, you don't have, you know, the traffic issues and stuff like that because you're directly through the air. Like on paper, it seems great, right? And like uh, on paper, let's say like the robots can work 24-7, so like maybe we can de deliver faster or st stuff, stuff, stuff like that. And we can create as much drone as we can. So like on, on paper, once again, we can have huge fleets of robots being able to deliver stuff fast and everywhere. So yeah, on paper, I think it sounds good. It like, it looks good. But in the end, when we look at like a few years later, what we have now, there is no drones that deliver anywhere in the world. So I think that's an interesting case, case study. <laughs> so in 2015, Jeff Bezos said that something like 80% of the items that they deliver were going to be possible to be delivered by drone. Mm -hmm. And to a certain extent, I think that you're right, that you can produce as many drones as you want. But, you know, they consume a lot of power. They don't have really good distance. Mm -hmm. I presume if you make them smaller, but then they can't really hold packages more than three kilograms. And again, this gets back to what we're always trying to figure out. Like, what is the innovation? What is the next innovation? What's the next thing coming? Mm -hmm. And I think at the end of the day, you know, six years later, drones are still not delivering packages to people's houses on a regular basis. Yeah. I mean, I actually had another idea. And I'm curious what you think about it. Tell me. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Michael always has these crazy ideas. 
<laughs> so think about Elon Musk's Hyperloop. Mm -hmm. So this ability to, you know, put stuff underground, make it travel through the air really, really quickly and efficiently. And if it can carry people, it can definitely carry television sets, right? Mm -hmm, for sure. So, and every big town and every city has an infrastructure underground that has piping, um, wiring, all this stuff. If you're living in a great place, actually all goes underground, mm -hmm. right? So in some places like in Bangkok, it's still, you have all these wires above ground. But in other places, you've got all this stuff going on underground. So digging underground for subways and stuff like that is a well-known thing. Mm -hmm. So why not test in town directly from a warehouse, build a product delivery style Hyperloop where it's super fast. You and I talked about this, I think it was last week or the week before, I can't remember. Why can't everything be delivered in an hour? Yeah, yeah. So if you want to eliminate a human or if you want to make it more efficient or if you want to make it 24-7, why not have a – this is what I've always thought. Have a direct connection between my order and the warehouse, particularly if it's something simple. Like let's say it's, I don't know, paper toweling for the kitchen. Mm -hmm. It ships in a standard size. It fits in a box that literally terminates either in front of my house or let's say just terminates in my basement because I gave you access to my basement you can run the Hyperloop right through my house. Imagine what the what it would do to the value of your house if you had direct access to an Amazon warehouse. Yeah, I was thinking about it. Oh, maybe like directly to your mail. And actually, even the the normal post company would be super happy to have that address, but everything into into a box and directly go to your mail. <laughs> yeah, so fair enough. So let's say that's an even better idea. So let's say in your front yard, you have a mailbox, right? Or a post office, I mean a mailbox, right? Mm -hmm. But instead, Amazon builds lockers instead of these lockers that they want to put at train stations and at airports which is ridiculous because nobody wants to pick it up there and then bring it home but have it in your front yard in different sizes it gets whipped to your house mm -hmm. it goes up into your thing it closes and it's got a combination lock on it that you can only unlock either with your eyes your you know your fingerprints or some sort of qr code on your cell phone that sounds like a crazy idea. <laughs> but it's not like but a now you're idea. talking about real <laughs> innovation, right? Yeah, for sure. But like, I'm thinking like how we can start that. Like, we would need to to dig the tunnel and all of that. It looks like a lot of work for just testing. That's my point. Like, if if if, if you want to have a drone, like you just build a drone, you test, and you know, like if it doesn't work, the loss is not that huge. If you did a tunnel in the wall, <laughs> like in, in the ground, sorry, <laughs> and you connect stuff directly, it better work. <laughs> uh, but it should work, right? In other words, you pick a town, like a small town somewhere, and you test it. The same thing that they were doing with the Hyperloop. I mean, I'm sure we could mm -hmm. test this in Abu Dhabi and Dubai, right? Mm -hmm. You for for particularly for a place that has a lot of fancy condos. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to go to your room, right? But this eliminates the necessity of a drone kind of hovering outside the 72nd floor of some tall building in Dubai and just waiting for someone to open the window or go on the balcony and get their pizza delivered, <laughs> right? What you could do is have it terminate at every building that wants it, mm -hmm. right? But it has to be free access. In other words, every company has to have access to it. So it can't just be Amazon. It has to be like in Thailand, it would be Shopee and Lazada. It's like a public access thing that the companies then have to pay for. You want access to this delivery mechanism? I mean, it's way better than a delivery person, right? Mm -hmm. For sure. Like, I think that's a really great idea. <laughs> I think that's a very great idea and a very fu futuristic idea. And you are right. Like, maybe we can like 
start that in like for example you you mentioned dubai there's a lot of high-rise like building in dubai right like there's where well, there's a lot of apartments you can just connect that to the to the ground floor male uh male room and yep. like and get everything delivered into 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 the right mailbox for example and yep. um and yeah in the end it's not that hard because like has all the building are close to each other like you can like for, for example in Dubai, there's like one main road, like the Shed Zayed Road, and all the buildings are next to each other. So basically, you can just do one straight line and one thing that goes up into the building. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, maybe you can start this way and then expand the network to like more, more, more world and more stability, maybe. But think about it. Here's, here's the way to disintermediate one company having, only one company having access to it. Mm -hmm. So you order it from a warehouse. And then the warehouse then delivers it to your Hyperloop center, mm -hmm. which then controls all the deliveries. So they pay for access to it, right? Mm -hmm. And you make money by doing that delivery for them instead of having motorcycle guys running around town. Now think about it. If it's two o'clock in the morning and you need, you did it. You need aspirin yeah. or you need paper toweling mm -hmm. or you just want some mayonnaise, Boom, you press the button, something automated happens, they send it over to the Hyperloop Center, which you connect to, right? Yeah. And then it ends up in your building and you get a message, come on downstairs to the lobby. The mayonnaise is there. <laughs> that would be crazy, actually. That would be crazy. And I think you're right, that's much better than drones. That's much better than drones uh, to, to do something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but also, so one of the other problems with the drone is that it takes up airspace. Right. And there are very, very strict rules in cities around what can fly around. Yeah. Which right? makes in sense, smaller right? towns, say it again. Which, 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 which makes sense. Like if you put a camera on the drone and you let the drone to do anywhere, then it can be like very bad for privacy reason or for any kind of reason. Right. So it's normal that you can just fly anywhere you want in, in, the, in the city, I think. Yeah. But also to protect against terrorism and other sort of nefarious people just flying drones around with guns on them or dropping bombs, yeah. the governments, you know, in the aviation <clears throat> association. So the FAA in the United States, the federal aviation association, I can't remember what it's called, right? They want to control the airspace mm -hmm. and that's fair because it's dangerous. I mean, what if a drone falls out of the sky? The hyperloop can't fall out of the sky, right? Mm -hmm. For sure. So to me, that is, if you want to talk about sort of futuristic delivery, why go in the sky? Why not go underground? It's so, right. first of all, it's so much cooler, so much faster. It takes up way less energy and it, it's got to, it can work on an infinite time scale, right? Because right. it doesn't require the batteries. Like a drone can go like 30 kilometers and then goes, uh oh, wrong house kind of thing. I know that's a GPS. I get it. But what if like the person's not there and it drops it and then it rains on it? This never happens with this Hyperloop delivery thing. Yeah, and also like I, I think from a cost perspective, like once we build the hyperloop stuff, then it's sustainable for like many many years. Like, but if we invest into drones, then we still need to buy for the for for powering the drones, for for fixing the drones, for creating new drones. Like, I think on on the long run, there's much more cost with with the drones than with the with the hyperloop delivery, as you mentioned. I think. Right. And if it's a Hyperloop, you, it can be built at a certain size. So it can be refrigerated. It can be heated. I mean, how do you like to get a pizza? <laughs> Just Hyperloop to your house. <laughs> You're yeah. laughing, but it makes you, sense, doesn't it? Have you ever seen that somewhere? Like anybody like thought about that or tested that somewhere? No, I haven't. But, but here's the thing. 
in restaurants that have multiple floors on them, right? Mm -hmm. They don't have kitchens on every floor. Mm -hmm. So for years or for decades, actually, maybe for centuries, they've had something called a dumbwaiter. The kitchen on the first floor makes the food. They put it into something that's like an elevator for food. Mm -hmm. And it takes it up to the second floor and a bell goes off. And if it's your table, you go pick it up. Table number 17. Okay, that's my table coverage. I pick it up off the dumbwaiter. I bring it on a tray over to table 17. Okay. So all it's doing is just extending that type of mentality at scale. Yeah, I remember seeing like kind of the same ID in movies because I'm too young for that. <laughs> But I saw that in, into, into all movies of for, <laughs> for trashies and for, for, you know, like for the clothes that, that you want that, that, that to clean into an hotel they just like mm -hmm. throw everything into like a, a small door from from any floors and then everything fall down on the ground floor uh at the same location so that's basically the same idea right but we do that in reverse instead of like getting the clothes or the trash out of the apartments from any floors then we bring go them up in. and we bring and we bring stuff in and then we connect this building to the warehouse directly and um uh, and then we can ship anything like very, very fast. Yeah, and I mean, imagine, so it's like building a railway, like a modern railway at, at scale, right? Yeah. So you can say, well, you can't get the right of way, but it's probably easier to get right of way underground than it is to put um, train tracks everywhere. Yeah, because in the old days, right, you had, you could have a monorail or you could have a trolley, mm -hmm. you could have buses going all over the city, but it's super intrusive, right? Mm -hmm. for sure and it can't and the other thing is this delivery can't make a mistake it's got a barcode on it it knows your address it just comes nobody ever touches it so it can't get stolen <laughs> you the hyperloop company connects directly to everybody's warehouse so it doesn't you don't even care where it's coming from yeah right it just goes comes up into your box you yeah. get a notification goes i'll go get that <laughs> i think our pizza just arrived Yeah, kind of thing. How good would that be? <laughs> that would be super great. That's for sure. And <laughs> and yeah, like we 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 could potentially buy stuff twenty four seven and super fast, right? Like just talk about, for example, yeah, it's two a.m. At, 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 at night. You mean you you miss paper like paper for the toilet? Like you just can't just go by and <laughs> and when it gets yeah, like diapers like for your baby. Yeah, like, anything. Could you imagine the fights at like three o'clock in the morning? Um, honey, I think we've run out of diapers. You want to go to seven? No, I'm not going to Seven <laughs> Eleven. Just press a couple of buttons; they'll be here in four minutes. Because hyper, because Hyperloop is also fast, right? Yeah, yeah. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like they they were building something like that in Dubai. So that was a Hyperloop company. Uh, they were also not directly to the end to the end users, but for connecting right. the warehouses together instead of using trucks then they, if they were using the, the hyperloop mechanism to to send the goods like between the between the warehouses and you using that to be of course much faster and much more efficient because there was yep. there was no nobody driving that it was like small capsule and they've just put goods in, in, inside of that and they just send it super fast inside the tunnel and yeah they were uh they were showing that actually at the motor show in dubai the last one that i've been to i think right. 2019 i think Yeah, maybe, and yeah, they, they were showing that they were building that for the uh, yeah for the shipping com companies. Do we have to have all the ideas? <laughs> yeah, that's right. We have a lot of ideas on this show, my girl. I think there is some. Like... <laughs> <else is> <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, but actually, like, maybe we we should trade. Major, it should be our our own adventure. <laughs> I feel like in the middle of every show, I just want to stop doing the show and go build the thing we just <laughs> talked about. Is that fair? Yeah, true. Let's do it, Major. Let's do it. Actually, like, oh, what if... do you think? Go oh, ahead. Sorry, no. I I was just, I just wanted to, to to finish on this idea that we have so many ideas on on the show, and yeah, if there's some entrepreneur who are listening to us, we might be like, very very happy to get <laughs> all of our ideas. <laughs> Just hope Jeff Bezos doesn't do this before we uh, before we finish the show. He's he's going to listen to e-commerce undercover for sure and and get our ideas, my God. <laughs> We're gonna buy e-commerce undercover so we don't do any of this. <laughs> Ourselves, yeah. <laughs> it's on acquire. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. only at only at ten billion dollars though. Am I gonna sell it? Um, but there are other delivery mechanisms too. Like, what do you? Because th- people are trying to solve this problem, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about again just. Delivery options, third part, 3PL, and what type of innovation is there? Do you, you know, because other companies have been trying to do robots for food delivery, but even just for product delivery, right? Where these little guys are kind of cruising down sidewalks. Yeah. For food. And this is also in Dubai. Like, I feel like I should move to Dubai at some level because there's <laughs> just because it feels like you can just test so many things there. But because of the way the roads are set up, because it's all new infrastructure, right? Mm-hmm. You could, it feels to me like you can test a lot of things there. I mean, I haven't been there in a while now. It's been like six or seven years. But what do you think about robots themselves, like being on the road or being on the sidewalk delivering stuff to people? So same, just before I moved to Bangkok, like in Dubai, we were starting to test like kind of automated, automated trucks. I think it was with FedEx company. I, I'm not sure about that 100%, but it was with one of the big carrier company. And they were testing automated trucks that was going from the house and directly to the end customers on the road, right? So it was there was no no driver. It was on the UAE road. I think it was between Abu Dhabi and uh, and Dubai, and it could just like drive around and t- deliver stuff directly direct to you. So I have no idea how it goes because I've left to Dubai since then. <laughs> But once again, it was back in 2019, and we were trying that kind of stuff in Dubai. That was pretty cool. And um, but yeah, I I think I agree with you. Like, I'm not sure we want to see robots on the sidewalks in the street, or you know, like on the uh, like into our building, just coming for delivery stuff. And I'm not sure that's super efficient, neither, because in the end, it's the same same. Same kind of delivery as somebody who takes his motorbike and would just drive around. But I think robots cannot be faster and smarter than someone. So in the end, I think it's going to be less e- efficient. And I'm not sure, once again, we want to see robots just walking everywhere. I'm not sure of that. And, and I don't think they're going to be as fast as a human into like reacting to something new, to something that, that, that happened, to like in, in, interacting with people people and stuff like that. So in the end, I think the experience is going to be less good. Like for example, we have some robots at True Digital Park, right? <laughs> so they are not... We made. do, actually. Yeah, yeah, we, we do have. And actually, once again, in Dubai as well, <laughs> we talked a lot about Dubai into this episode, but you could go to the bench and do some simple stuff with a robot at the bench. So so there, so there was robots just like... And end it around, and you should just like go talk to to the robot and do some simple stuff with him directly. And that was cool, but the robot was slow. It was you know like not moving very fast and stuff like that. So in the end, it's funny, 
but it's not very super efficient. So once you pass the like the moment where you think it's cool and you just want it to be fast, <laughs> then you just go to talk, talk to someone and just go to the ATM, right? And I believe with delivery robots, it would be the same thing. At first, it's cool, it's funny, but in the end, they're going to have a hard time to react as fast and to be as fast as a human. So it's just going to be frust frust frustrating. Yeah, again, I just think this is a... <clears throat> This is a solution looking for a problem, mm -hmm. right? It's yeah. like, we know we can build these robots, but first of all, they're going to get in the way. Mm -hmm. And I think second of all, what do you do? So unlike the Hyperloop idea, mm -hmm. these machines are going to require maintenance, mm -hmm. like serious maintenance can be really expensive. If they break down, like in the midst of a delivery with these, you know, silly wheels on it and stuff like that. Also, someone could literally pick this thing up. <laughs> could you imagine somebody picking up the Hyperloop? <laughs> right, so you could pick this thing up and figure out some way to open it if you know it's got like 15 iPhones in it. It mm -hmm. just feels really inefficient. And another thing as well, similar to the drones, is that what if they put a camera on it mm -hmm. and they just start filming everything? Mm -hmm. The privacy issues, I think, are going to be really hard to get around. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Just the machines that they're showing on this, I, I think this is just some... This is like geek heaven kind of thing mm -hmm. yeah, where it's solving a problem in a way that nobody really wants it solved. Mm -hmm. And it's so small, right? So an automated truck would be a great thing because it can carry things that are big enough to, to be delivered. Mm -hmm. But these little things that they're showing for this guy's company, what is it? Um, Delivers.ai. Mm -hmm. It's so low to the ground. I don't know. I just don't think this stuff is going to work. And God forbid it starts raining or it's in a place where it's snowing and the terrain's not clear not yet <laughs> yeah completely agree with you and um yeah i i think that's the reason why we don't see them everywhere right now i don't think it's a tech it's a tech, tech, tech technology issue i think that's more like as you say more like an an id issue like kind of like like the locker you know that they try to put in every station or in every subway we tweet we we talked about that last week at first it sounds like a good idea but in the end, we don't see that everywhere and not everybody use them, right? Because yeah. like, just not something that people want to do. And I think, yeah, same for robots, same for drones. Yeah, we're still looking for something better, I think. <laughs> right. And look, it's going to take time to build out a Hyperloop-style solution. Mm -hmm. And I think what we need in reality, at least in, in the medium term, is somebody or some kind of company that can just handle the logistics that understands the local terrain for lack of a better term and is grounded in like the stuff that we can do today mm -hmm. right because hyperloop just like building a new subway line could take like five six seven years right yeah but once it's there it's going to be amazing very large capex so mm -hmm. capital expenditure necessary it is very futuristic and i do think at some point someone's going to do this you you think so Absolutely, because it just makes too much sense. Mm -hmm. If you just think about the level of automation that everything else is is happening, mm -hmm. this direct to your, remember we always talk about direct to consumer. If it just goes directly from a factory or direct from a warehouse right to you with no other intervention. Yeah. I mean, that would be amazing. For sure. So think about this. Let's say, let's say there was a warehouse somewhere in Bangna. Mm hmm Right, and I wake up, let's say I have a baby and I need diapers and we just run out. Mm -hmm. I'm not driving to 7-Eleven at 2 o'clock in the morning to get diapers for my baby. I don't have a baby, but if I did, right? <laughs> 
But if I could get it hyperlooped to me directly from a warehouse in Bangna mm -hmm. in like 10 minutes or less, like if it took that long to process or even an hour, right? Mm -hmm. And it terminated at my condo, even downstairs in a locker or someplace where I had a QR code that I could unlock it. Mm -hmm. And I would do that all the time. Oh yeah, for sure. For groceries, for for food, for yeah, for like the the thing that 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 you forgot, <laughs> it'd be great. And and what what about using the Seven Eleven? Because Seven Eleven, for example, in Bangkok, they are really close to many 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 houses. So like, what about like we just use the Seven Eleven just to to be the local houses just to 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 try and to test to make smaller connection. Yeah, look, I mean, I think a company like CP could definitely do this, right? Because mm -hmm. they have all of the products already. Yeah. They have all, I consider 7-Elevens to be like mini warehouses, right? Mm -hmm. And they're exactly. everywhere. Exactly. There are more, I think there are more 7-Elevens per capita in Thailand than anywhere else in the world. Oh, really? <laughs> but there's so much, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm not that surprised. <laughs> I'm, I'm not just trying to think if that's the right thing. We can look it up. Somebody should check that statistic. Mm -hmm. But either way, we know that the concentration of 7-Elevens is high. If you walk down Skumbit Road for a kilometer, you probably pass four or five of them. Mm -hmm. For sure. Right? Really. Really. So yeah, so like we 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 often talk actually on on the show about this idea, you know, of having like small local warehouses and like and and shipping closer basically to the end customers. So maybe that that can be connected to the to Hyperloop ID and to and to yeah use this network of store as warehouses to feed inside the the Hyperloop and to be like even faster if possible. Yeah. And to be fair, I think one of the other things that's going to happen because of e-commerce is that people are going to care less and less who the merchant is. This, we don't, we've talked a lot about direct to consumer, right? Uh -huh, uh -huh. And I think that that idea of on demand is just going to accelerate, uh -huh. but that would help accelerate it, right? I don't care who delivers it to me and I don't care who is the retail outlet. Just get me the diapers for my baby in the next 15 minutes or the next 30 minutes, and I'm super happy. And remember, we talked about this the day that we went to record at Seven Peaks, right? Mm -hmm. What if I'd forgotten an XLR cable? Mm -hmm. How amazing would it have been if you just said, oh, never mind. Just give me a few minutes. I'll just get one. Press the button. Boom. It gets hyper with <laughs> a brand new building, right? Yeah, but that would be definitely awesome. That would be definitely awesome. And I think consumer would love it, but also brands would love it, right? And as you say, like if, if people care less and less about who deliver or what's the company behind, and actually like we can see that on on, on marketplaces, because sometimes it's very hard to see like what's the company behind or you know, like if like who are they, what's the brand and stuff like that. And people still shop on my on on marketplaces, so I think it shows that people doesn't really really care that much about who I is don't. behind, as long as it works and there's positive reviews and there's no problems and stuff 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 like that. But um, but yeah, so if we can get like the pampers <laughs> directly delivered over 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 XLR cables or yeah something. Maybe something small at first, but 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 uh, but after that, what what about the microphone or the boom arms? If we just wanna you know have a last minute conversation with someone, it would be right. it, it would be great. And what what about major? I just have an idea. What about gas for the car? That's not that's not that's not really e-commerce, but this is something that you know so many people go to this gas station to get gas. And once again in Dubai, <laughs> there was a company. Um, 
they were coming to you to fulfill your tent, basically. And if you had an app and you could like just uh, order, order them. I don't really know how to say that, but basically I just set up a meeting and you don't need to, to be there. I don't know exactly how it works, but they come and fulfill the tent of your car. So what about we connect this idea of about something that is really, really widely used. So many people go fulfill the tank of, your, of their car or their motorbike with direct delivery of gas at home or close to home. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's a great idea, right? In other words, it's, it's probably even better for the environment. It reduces lines and stuff like that. You can like, you know, think about this. Let's say you're going on a road trip, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, you're leaving at six o'clock in the morning. And that you need gasoline and haven't had a chance to go. Mm -hmm. Get it, right? So you order it up and say, just come to my house, put it in at five o'clock in the morning. You pay for it with your credit card or some other way. Mm -hmm. And you're just done. Mm -hmm. Now, I think there's some safety issues. People will worry, I think, about gasoline trucks just kind of like <laughs> driving around willy-dilly into condo parking lots. Mm -hmm. For sure. But having said that, there's got to be a way to do it. For sure. I think so. I think so. And yeah, so what about we try to include that as well? Actually, like with a electric car, they kind of fix this issue because you, you can charge your car at, at, at home. That's kind of right. a way to, to solve it. Yeah, I mean, to, to a certain extent, all cars are going to be electric in the next like 15 or 20 years anyway, right? Probably sooner than that. But yeah. But yes. this idea of just like on demand, I think yeah. is going to be really important, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's, 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 that's the overall idea in this conversation is that like, if we can do that with gas, with electricity, with like uh, movies and, 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 and music actually, like the, the last five to 10 years shows us that now music and movies are on, are, are, are on demand, right? We can just listen to any music that we want and, and we can watch any movies that, that we want, just like that, with Netflix, with, with, with companies like Spot, Spot, Spotify and stuff like that. It completely transformed this, this industry, right? And when so many people thought that the music industry was dead like 15 years ago because of the, of the internet, no, they just right. completely reinvent themselves, right? Like company like Sony or Universal, they completely changed the way they, op they operated to be able to adapt to internet. And now they're like even bigger than before, right? And I think that's very, very, very interesting to see like how this kind of product or services have are now on demand, right? Like you can really listen or watch any kind of movie that you want, just like right now. So what about everyday stuff? Definitely. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. In other words, I we haven't talked, we haven't spoken about this yet, but I've wanted to get a speaker for my condo for a long time. Okay. <laughs> but they don't sell the speaker that I want at the Apple store. <laughs> right? So I wanted a HomePod. I wanted a big one, but they discontinued it. So today I just went on to Lazada Mm -hmm. And I bought a HomePod Mini. Okay. Now, why can't I get that in an hour? Mm -hmm. okay. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Cannot. For sure. But everyone's talking about writing software to optimize delivery. Mm -hmm. So it's clearly not optimized yet. Like, think about it. If there was a Hyperloop directly to my condo, <laughs> I'd already have it, wouldn't I? Yeah, for sure. And actually, like, making a hyperloop between Lazada and your condo makes sense because there's many people living into your condo, right? So, and, Laz and the Lazada, and actually, there's many pr 
projects that are shipped by Lazada, actually. So it's inside their warehouses, and it's their team who is going to ship it to you. So yeah, why not just do the Hyperloop and do an an on-demand stuff for for everyday products? <laughs> I mean, I sometimes during the day I go back and forth between my studio here at True Digital Park mm-hmm. and my condo at Wisdom, which is like basically right across the street. Mm-hmm. And some days I go back and forth three or four times, not because I forget something, but let's say I just want to have lunch or I just want to pick something up or. I just want to bring something back there. I went to the supermarket downstairs, right? Mm-hmm. There is never a time, and I mean never, when I'm either when I'm going back and forth between, and it doesn't matter if it's, you know, uh, obviously there's curfew now, but before curfew, ten o'clock at night or nine o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning, something's always being delivered, always. Always, yeah. That's true. There's so many people who come deliver to this area. But actually, it, it makes sense because there's many people living there, plus curfew, plus restaurant closed. So it means like we get to deliver stuff, right? So imagine if this Hyperloop ID was being built and people started that, let's say, five, 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 five years ago. It would have been ideal for now for, for, the, for the pandemic situation. Yeah, because then because then you wouldn't have to have a curfew for food delivery. Exactly. Yeah. You could just be at your restaurant, crank it out, drop it in a box. Your hamburger shows up hotter than it would be if some dude had to ride it to you for thirty minutes. Exactly. Yeah. Like for restaurants, but this. and 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 also for every kind of stuff like La La Zada or any kind of over e-commerce company, right? Because like they had to make their people work from home. Some of their people got sick, so they, they cannot work. So like like the, the delivery time really, really increased for some companies. So, but with the Hyperloop, doesn't really matter, you know, <laughs> how, how, or how many people are working on that. So it can be much faster and yeah, much more safer in a pandemic situation, let's say. Yeah, and think about it. If there's a train that goes from Bangkok to Chiang Mai mm-hmm. or from Bangkok to Chambari, then there can be a hyperloop built underneath it that just sends stuff back and forth. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so we, okay. should, we should build it, Michael. <laughs> the thing is, it just works in cities and it works in small towns as well, right? Mm-hmm. Just build the network, actually. Yeah, you did. But let's talk, let's talk about on-demand e-commerce. Mm-hmm. Because this is not actually pie in the sky. This is not fantasy style stuff. And we know that because a company in Vietnam that used to be, like, what did they start? It was just a review app, right? Yeah, at first, yeah. And what was it called? Low something. I can't remember the name of it. The original the original application. I don't, I don't know for the original application, but for the company now, that's like just raised funds. The Vietnamese it's low company, shape, yeah. It's, it's, it's low ship, exactly, yeah. Right. So Lowship, the whole premise of Lowship is that they do what? They, <clears throat> excuse me, they offer one hour deliveries. Mm-hmm. So this fits into this whole concept that we're talking about. Yeah. Maybe the Hyperloop is a little bit f- further in the future, but this idea of doing on-demand e-commerce, which is something that you and I have been talking about for a while, yeah. I think is now getting played out in Vietnam. And it's interesting, right? Because this is part of this concept that we have in Southeast Asia of just like leapfrogging things. Mm-hmm. Right now, they used to try to do this in New York with bicycle delivery. You're probably too young to remember that. But they had all these bicycle dudes just like running around. Maybe they did it in Paris as well, but they had all these bicycle dudes running around the city, right? Delivering yeah. shit. Yeah. 
they, they do that in France with Uber Eats and and, uh, and Food Panda and Deliveroo. There is no motorbike. It's only bicycle. Right, but it but it's not for products, right? It's yeah, yeah, very it's, inefficient it's, for products. So for food delivery, it's kind of a solved problem, but it's not profitable, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't think anybody in the world has solved the profitability problem. And then part of the reason is because the, the barriers to entry for getting into that business are low. Mm -hmm. And like we said before, no one's actually built super optimized technology to make those deliveries more um, efficient. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I told you when I got my green screen for the condo, it took like three or four days to get it. After, not 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 after I ordered it, but like three or four days of trying to have it delivered to me, mm -hmm. right? Because either they were a little bit late or a little bit early, and I couldn't go downstairs and all this stuff. It seems ridiculous <laughs> that it took three shots at it that they couldn't just come back later in the day, but they just make some kind of sweep, mm -hmm. and once they get past your building, they're not coming back, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Right. So low ship, but we should get we should try to get these guys on the show. But the the idea here. And they've raised a ton of money too, something like 20 million bucks in total. Mm -hmm. But their last round was raised, they raised 12 million bucks at a $100 million valuation. So what does that mean? Yeah. They sold 12% of their company. Mm -hmm. So somebody believes that this one hour delivery thing is actually going to be a big deal. But, but I guess the point that I was trying to make, and I want your opinion on this too, but the point that I was trying to make is that, first of all, someone believes that on-demand e-commerce is really important. Mm -hmm. Secondly, it's happening in Vietnam before it's happening in other places in the world because emerging and developing economies, can some, there's no legacy system that they're fighting against, right? For sure. And they also understand, like I would just be so scared to death to see motorcycle delivery in Manhattan. <laughs> I think it would just be like a death trap. <laughs> Why so bad? Because you think that there is way too much traffic, or what's the what's the issue? Just first of all, the way the city's arranged in a grid means that, like, when the lights change, people will just like run the lights. I know plenty of people that used to ride motorcycles in Manhattan, and it was just so dangerous. But if you put more motorbikes on the road, mm -hmm. it would just be super dangerous because they'd be flying all over the place at all times. Mm -hmm. But in Vietnam, just like in Thailand, just like in in Indonesia, people are used to having motorbikes all over the place. So if you look at an intersection, the front of any intersection in Thailand, in Bangkok, right? Tons of motorbikes. <laughs> Just all motorbikes. Yeah. So people are used to it. Mm -hmm. So they can actually do this type of one-hour innovation in a way that probably can't get done in a place like Manhattan or Chicago yeah. or Miami kind of thing. What do you think? I think... I think... Is the one-hour delivery idea a good idea? I think that's not even a question. Obviously, it is. Like, I think it's very, 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 very important to do that, and like customers want that. Just, just, just uh, like we see, you know, like food, food, dot, food, dot, 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 with the seller that I'm working with, the one right. who are offering a faster delivery options. This, 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 this sell more. That's it. Like, because this is really something that people want and people are looking for. And they want to, when they want to buy something, they can, if they can get, get it delivered in one day or two days, it makes a huge difference compared to three or, or, or five days. And you, right. you, you can even charge more people for that. Like really that some people are okay to pay three euros, five, five euros more just to get the item delivered in, in one day. So in France, we don't talk at all about same-day 
delivery. <laughs> it's just like something that doesn't doesn't <laughs> exist there. We are more talking about like going from ten days to seven and five and three. <laughs> that's that's the that's the current stage that that we are in. But the, the overall idea is definitely to get this like closer and closer and closer, right? And like and get the the item shipped and delivered to the end customer much 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 faster. And people want that. When I say people, I mean consumers, which means the brand who are selling e-commerce, who are selling online, sorry, they want to be able to 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 deliver their 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 end customer very very fast. So if tomorrow you have a carrier that say, hey, I can deliver your goods in one. How I think that makes a huge difference, and that's super good. So, so that's right. I really believe into the idea of delivering fast. Like it's it's it's. I think it's a must-have. Let's say, <laughs> and it's definitely something that uh, that is going to to happen. And like, like let's see who's going to make it happen. And after that, I think the only question is: Does this company can handle it, and can they operate the the one-hour delivery? Because I think there is so many ch- ch- challenges into do doing that and and i think one the one that you spot with the motorbike i think that's a that's a nice observation because that's true like if it's it's gonna be hard to deliver under one hour with cars in every city in the world so you need something faster but you cannot really have motorbike in every big cities of the world so maybe it's easier to start here in asia but i think that's not the only the only issue i think there is over issues but you are right there is somebody who believe enough into this vietnamese company to put so much money into this so they must be doing something right also on the operation stuff to be able to to handle this fast delivery right but again they are restricted and i, I love the idea that they built this company in 2017 mm-hmm. that they've got <clears throat> you know an oversubscribed investment round but they do kind of qualify right they say they can do a large range of products and services for anything that can fit on the back of a scooter. Okay. Now, I will say this. One day in Tokyo, I had lent my barbecue, like a Weber barbecue. I don't know if you know what that is. It's kind of like a big black bowl on, on like a tripod of stands. And I'd lent it to my friend. He needed it for a party he was having. Mm-hmm. He couldn't really put it into a taxi because its size was just kind of unwieldy, right? Okay. <laughs> so I put it on the front of my scooter. <laughs> And I rode it to his house. And that was fine? <laughs> no, it was not fine at all. And it was the most dangerous thing because I had to hold it like with my arms while I had my hand on the scooter handles. And it wasn't like securely fastened. Mm-hmm. right? And I'm just looking at the picture that they have in this TechCrunch article about this delivery that's taking place in Vietnam. <clears throat> and it kind of reminds me, excuse me, it kind of reminds me of that situation where like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's great, but they're or tons of products that you cannot fit on the back of a scooter. That's for sure. <laughs> That's for sure. But what's the ratio of, you know, like in the total volume of uh, of stuff that are bought online, how, how many can fit in the back of, on the back of a scooter and how much cannot, right? I'd so, probably say like 70%. Like you're not going to get a 72-inch television set for sure, delivered right. on the back of a scooter, but you could get diapers, yeah? Yeah. So that's why, like, is it really a problem for like, does does the majority of stuff that are bought online big, or does is the majority of stuff small, right? So right. If, so I think the majority of stuff are small. Like I think most of the people they buy small stuff online, 
and sometimes they buy, they buy something big. So yeah, I think company like like um, like this Vietnamese company have a nice future ahead of us if they can like if if they are doing something great on the lo- on the logistics side because that's that's easy I think. Right, and this definitely falls into the category of it's great to get them on the show so we can talk to them mm-hmm. because they definitely have more information than we do. For Think sure. about it, in three years, in three or four years, they've had 70,000 drivers, they say, and 200,000 merchants, just and about 2 million customers just in the main cities, right? Hanoi, Ho Chi Minh, HCH, Da Nang, Kanto, and Bien Ho. So mm-hmm. like, this is clearly growing really fast. Mm-hmm. But again, another really interesting company to follow and to see like how this works. But confirming the fact that on-demand e-commerce is a thing, yeah? It is completely a thing. I completely agree with you. That's a thing that's important. It's doing to grow. And yeah, this company like definitely confirmed that, as you say. Cannot agree more, Michael. <laughs> Got it. I'm not sure. There's a, whole, there's a whole other conversation we should have. I don't think we do that today about some of the other operational background stuff. I really wanted to cover sort of these delivery options, particularly as it relates mm-hmm. to innovation. Mm-hmm. And we've definitely covered a lot of ground. I don't want to bring up a new topic because if we do, I'm kind of concerned that we'll go like another 30 minutes. For sure. As always, right? <laughs> As always. And God forbid we have another idea, we'll have to start another company, right? For sure. Like, like doing every show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look, I think that was great. I'd like to end here. I really want to thank you for coming on and doing this and thank all the listeners. Martin, where can people find you again? They can find me at martin at lodr.tech. That's, yeah, my professional email address for my business, Tech, where we build super great e-commerce website and all of this like all of this website that we build make us work with e-commerce p- people so yeah so this is really cool to be able like to help e-commerce people get the data get the insight and i can definitely say that the delivery side of that and like all the logistics side is very 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 important and and yeah we i know that all of my sellers want faster delivery like they want on on demand stuff they want that kind of you know that kind of logistic behind and even the small brands who just start like they 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 also want to do that so so yeah let's see what 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 what's the future of it (laughs) and again i just want to reiterate today i ordered myself a home pod mini and i actually had to check the calendar to see if i could order it today based on the time the the day range that they said it was going to be delivered of the day range Yes, I'm already nervous. They say it's going to get delivered between the 16th and the 18th. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But on the 16th would be great because Monday I don't have that much to do. But like 17th and 18th, if it comes, it's like my cut chat. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it or not. Right? <laughs> so it's going to turn into a message. So two-day delivery could turn into a week-long delivery. Anyway, this is, I think, part of the problem when it's not on demand. Yeah. For sure, my God. Anyway. Thank you very much for this conversation. (laughs) Yeah, and if people want to get in touch with me or want to listen to other interesting conversations about the tech scene in Southeast Asia, you can listen to the asiatechpodcast.com. You can also listen to the asiainsuretechpodcast.com, the asianfintechpodcast.com for just other, other amazing stories. Thank you again, Martin. Thank you, my God. Have a nice day.